Welcome to the mic, Chloe Kemp from Kemp. It's time to be frank, it's time to vent. From mental health to parental death, where the humour is dark as she's bereft. There'll be tears and there'll be laughter, and of course there'll be talk about those pajamas. So pull up a seat, you're in the front row now. Turn down the lights, it's time to get the clothes down. Let's get the clothes down. Hello everyone and welcome back to Get the Chloe Down with me, Chloe Ken. And today I do have a special guest. I am joined with none other than Jesse King from the Paranormal Emporium, which I'm sure you've seen on TikTok because he has like 5 million followers or something stupid. Now, what are you actually up to? Hello, Chloe, my lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm at <laughs> uh, 615,000, I think, at the moment. But that's insane. Yeah, it really is. And that's only in the last two years. So I'm pretty proud of that in all fairness. But um, just takes one viral video, doesn't it? And that'll be at a million. That's what I'm hoping for. Literally. Plus, you're a lot more, you know, easier on the eye than Sally Morgan. So. <laughs> I don't know. Sally's a bit of a salt. She is now, actually. Do you know what? But let's not take anything away. She is now. But. If, if people have not heard of you, have not come across your TikToks yet, how would you sum yourself up? Like, what what is it? What's your content? So, my content um, is basically anything spiritual. My, my content is designed to help anyone who's not part of the spiritual community identify what is actually real in the psychic and spiritual world and what is a load of bollocks that is pushed on people that is all too often nowadays. And it's also, you know, like how to say you know how to spot a demon how to you know know that a loved one's around you and you know signs of things and stuff like that so it's more sort of more educational on every end of that spectrum from you know signs from spirit to to fake psychics yeah i think i that's what i i loved about you is your your no bullshit approach because it's so easy to get sucked in you know when when there's people out there desperate for like uh, some sort of fertility positivity really and then they come across somebody that's on tiktok and they claim to like be able to read your future just by looking at your screen name you know like yeah it's not good it's such a shame as well i mean i always say tiktok's made more people psychic than the afterlife ever could you know it's it's just just ridiculous every five seconds there's some lying bullshitting dickhead trying to scam either attention likes or follows or a five pound paypal donation from you for just bollocks and you know, one of the biggest things that really irritates me is anyone can go down to the local hippie shop and buy, you know, an eight pound pack of yeah. tarot cards um, and just dish out bollocks. But the thing that, you know, it's so um, full of bollocks nowadays that, you know, everyone could be psychic. No, you can't. There's no living thing alive that can make you psychic. Not everyone has that ability. And anyone can read tarot cards because they can learn the textbook meanings. And that's not the case whatsoever. You have to be psychic mm. to connect with the spiritual energy from tarot cards. Um, and there's people, you know, just lying left, right and centre. And it, it's infuriating as well, because not only is it really insulting when you do genuinely have the psychic ability, and it takes a lot yeah. of hard work to nurture and, and grow and maintain your psychic ability. But it's also infuriating when you see, um, you know, someone who's lost like a, a dad or a mum or whatever, you know, that kind of thing, a sister, um, you know, just desperately wanting a reading or some kind of meaningful message from, from their loved ones. And they have to wade through so many dickheads to get the genuine yeah. reading, which is what I find infuriating at the moment. 
And it's it's a lot of front as well. Like, you've got to be quite brave to do this because I, I was pissed around with tarot cards on TikTok Live, but literally messing around. I panicked. I told someone they could expect to have syphilis by Tuesday. Like, it's just, I don't know how people have the balls to do it. I, I can't connect, so I'm just sitting there making up bollocks. Do, do you know what? It's so noticeable, and there's so many red flags as well <coughs> that, they, that they come out with. And what you'll find is they pass... Any guidance questions that you ask them back to, to you, so they'll sit there and go, you know, listen yeah. to your intuition. Well, you, you, I'm not asking you to tell me what do you think. I'm asking you to say, you know, am I going to get the job or whatever? You know, well, listen to your intuition. That's well, they're basically saying, what do you think? You know, that's not guidance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, no card line that says listen to your intuition. Even a textbook meaning doesn't doesn't say that. You know, yeah, they're just, they're just very narcissistic. I think. So I feel like I vaguely remember watching a story when you were telling us all about like your first ever encounters. And I feel like I'm going to take a stab in the dark because I feel like you were as young as like th- four, yeah. three or four, yeah. three. <gasps> okay. So tell us about that. That's, that's a wild story. I'm going to love hearing it again. Go for so it. So my earliest memory, I mean, you're born psychic, but my earliest memory uh, was the first spirit I ever encountered was actually my spirit guide. And she came to me, when we was moving into my childhood home, uh, Catamore Close in Clacton in Essex, um, was moving in. I'm the youngest of five. Um, my oldest brothers and sisters were all moving boxes and, you know, into this new house. Um, and my mum, being the great mum that she was, uh, said, get away, Jess, you know, get away. You stop being under our feet, you know, this kind of thing. So I've gone and sat at the top of the stairs, you know, of this empty house. So I'm not in the way of everyone. And looking back as a dad myself now, I sit there and think, I know she probably have moved me from the top of the stairs. You know, there's not really a safe yeah. place for me yeah. to sit. But <laughs> as I'm sat there, um, I distinctly remember picking off the paint off the wall, um, which I got a great big smack for after. But as I was um, sat there, this gorgeous woman who's still with me to this day, Rose, uh, sat next to me. She was just there. She was just literally one minute I'm picking paint, next minute there's this old lady sat next to me. And she was like, hello, Jesse. And I was like, hi, how are you doing? You're right, I'm three years old, don't give a fuck. You know, that kind of thing. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. and she said something you know, the equivalent of, you know, you're, you're very special because you have the ability to help people. And I was like, cool, nice one. You know, I'm not just completely yeah. by the awesome. Yeah, brilliant, nice one. What do I get? Do I get sweet? Um, and then she, yeah. I think the most notable thing is that she, I remember her distinctly asking my permission to bring spirits to me. Would it be okay if I brought some of my friends to you, Jesse, so you can help them? No, I had no idea what that meant. So I was just like, yeah, it's all right, no, no worries. But Rose stayed with me. And that's what the one thing that I remember, Rose, you know, disappeared in a moment, but she she come back to me and she kept coming back night after night after night, you know, mm. various different spirits, you know, can you do this from Jess or if you do that. And what I look back at now, now I'm old enough and not three years old, that was kind of like my training, I think. That was her teaching me yeah. and guiding me how to be a psychic. Um, and she's still with me to this day and gets me out of, of a lot of trouble and stuff like that. So that's my earliest memory was meeting my spirit guide. So, and you can see her in like a full, full form. Yeah, every, every psychic, every genuine psychic sees a spirit as they would do a person in the street. There's no, this, crazy. this audience bollocks and sentient. That's just another name for someone who wants a title when they recognize a spiritual sign. If you're genuinely psychic, if you have any kind of ability, there's no in between. You don't just hear hear sounds or noises or voices. That's psychosis. You will experience a spirit mm. as I'm experiencing you right mm-hmm. now. So when did you realise, like, actually, this is something, this isn't just, you know, just Rose and I'm three. This is like, as I'm getting older, this this is 
continuing on this this must mean something but you know what this makes me sound really naive and stupid but um it carried on throughout all my childhood and um I, w- I qualified as a hairdresser when I was 15 because I wanted to go into a course with those loads of girls. And um, I qualified as a hairdresser and I was working in a salon one day. And I think it was just coincidence or whatever, but I was just the first time ever explaining, you know, a spiritual encounter, not realising it was a spiritual mm. encounter and that not everyone could do this to my old boss, Simon, his name was. And I remember him looking at me like, what? No. Talking about Jess, like, do we need to call someone? And I was like, he didn't say that, but you know, I was just like, well, yeah, like you know, there's this person who comes to me and said that they passed like the day before and that they needed me to help them and stuff. And I was like, what? And then they kind of explained what a, a psychic was, and it was me, and I got this addiction, this absolute addiction. The minute I realised that um, I could go to them instead of them just coming to me. That was it. It was game over for me. Mm. Most 15-year-olds were sat in parks drinking white lightning and I was in haunted places, abandoned buildings, trying to find a spirit, you know, trying to practice going to them rather than them coming to me. So yeah. it was around about the age of 14, 15 years old when I was on when I was a hairdresser. Is is that is that a hard step to learn to go to them? Um, to be honest, it's it's not easy. It's um the hardest part of it is understand is not taking your gift for granted. So um you know, it's quite easy if you're in the right environment. But you, what I didn't realise at the time is that the spiritual ability, it takes a nurturing. You're looking after, raising vibrations, grounding yourself, cleansing your aura, you know, making sure that your energy is tip top. It's like if you don't do that, it's like trying to run a car on no fuel. You know, it's just not, not going to mm. get anywhere. And that was the hardest thing for me to realise because it's such a huge lifestyle change. It's, you know, it's the first thing you think of when you get out of bed what you're doing, well, what I do now in between clients when I've got 30 seconds, I've ground myself, you know, all the rest of it. And if you don't do that, the, the ability goes and there's, it, doesn't, it doesn't come back. Once it's gone, it's gone. It's like cutting off an arm. Your arm ain't going to grow back. Wow. Mm. Do they come to you less now that you can go to them or does that not change? I think my situation has changed that. So I, because I work, you know, 12 hours a day for clients um, going to their, to their spirits. I spend more time going to spirits than they come to me. And the closest I get to switching off is at the end of the day when I'll sit out watching, you know, t- TV and after all my clients with me, my missus or something. And, um, you know, then I stop actively looking for them and they can or cannot yeah. come to me should they be in the right environment to do so. So my circumstances mean that I spend more time looking for them than, than they look for me. And at the end of the day, when you've got less energy, because obviously you've been doing it all day, does it, does that make them less likely to come around because you don't have as much energy to give them all your attention sort of thing? Uh, not less likely for them to come around, but it does limit what you can do when they do. So, I mean, when you don't look for them, you're probably going to get, you know, two or three a week. You know, maybe it depends on the week that, that come to you. Um, depending on where you are, what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yesterday, I worked from... <clears throat> I think I was saying like nine o'clock in the morning all the way through to nearly half nine at night. And I was absolutely exhausted. And I I was, I literally fell onto my sofa, sat next to Jodie, my partner, and I I couldn't even think straight. I was that tired because it's it's like having three energies. Mm -hmm. Um, And a spirit did come to me 
Um, but it, it's a spirit that's been there all week that I'm trying to build a rapport up with. Um, and they've been, it's a, it's a middle-aged gentleman. I don't know his story as of yet, but he's been running up and down my stairs and, yeah. and across my hallway. And he came to me yesterday and I just thought, of all fucking days, <laughs> all yes. come to me and you, 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 you didn't feel that, you didn't come and, you know, initiate that communication. And of all days, I'm on death's door, I'm on my last legs, and you decided that, that was the moment. So I did very politely say, listen, we'll deal with that in the morning. And I'm yet, that was last night, so I'm yet to, uh, to speak to him. I was like, yeah, but we'll see what this afternoon holds. I actually really picked up on that. So people who may not know, because they might not have been watching the live, um, some point last year, Jesse and Jodie come over for some dinner and we did a Ouija board um, in my house, mostly because I wanted to try and see mum. Ryan wanted to do it because he was convinced there was a ghost that fancies him. Or I've, To be honest, I just think Ryan's narcissistic. Do you know what I mean? All about him and it. Oh, someone fancies him. Of course they do, Ryan. You're just trying to make me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. But... Anyway, your the difference with you was crazy. Like just before we did the Ouija board, we're like having a giggle. You like you're, we're really chatty and everything else. Straight after the Ouija board, you look like you could have a, a four hour nap. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just went. It, it, yeah, and that is the truth of it as well. Um, you know, um, it's one of those things. It takes a lot of energy. We've got three energies. We've got emotional energy, spiritual energy, and physical energy. And you can kind of maneuver them. You can kind of, you know, substitute a bit of emotional energy with physical energy. If you're feeling a little bit, you know, down in the dumps, you can pick yourself up by doing something quite active. Whereas when spiritual energy goes, mm. it's just like you've been punched in the stomach and you're just like, oh, I'm done now. You know, I am done. So it is about yeah. that in your life. It definitely is. I heard that spirits can kind of show you how they were killed by making you feel it. So, like, you might get chest pain and that's that'd be because they don't have a heart attack or something. Like, have you ever experienced oh, that? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, about 20 times a day, actually. But, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, it really does. So when you, you get an idea of how they pass, so it's very intimate, a spiritual connection, a psychic, between a psychic and a spirit, sorry. Yeah. It's very intimate. It's kind of like being probed by an alien, you know, you get all the information in one go and you can get an idea, like I can always see if it's something like a, you know, a suicide or uh, or a drug overdose or, um, or if they're sick for a long time as well, you can kind of know it. And then it's kind of like, you don't know the details, but you know, you know, what's going on unless you ask the spirit or, you know, what happened. Um, but nine times out of 10, a spirit doesn't actually remember their death. Very rarely do they remember them, mm. especially if it's sudden. They will never, ever be able to tell you what happens if it's sudden. Um, because it's like dying is quicker than closing your eyes. It's such an insignificant thing that happens to you. Yeah. It's something that we spend our lives fearing. But um, when it actually happens, it's done. You know, job done. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Wow. And instantly, there's a relief. You're, it's like taking off a fucking weighted coat. You know, there's an instant relief. And you're like, oh, okay. And so the last 10 minutes is you haven't really paid attention to. But um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you can get a, a vibe of how they passed and, and you can experience it yourself. Like very often um, in a reading, you know, say someone died or, you know, like lung cancer or something along those lines, I'll struggle to breathe. Or, you know, if it's, if it's um, you know, a heart attack, I'll sit there trying to mask heart palpitations and pains and what we're trying to get through a half hour reading. Mm. So, yeah, you really can pick up on it. Are there any restrictions with spirits? I don't know, restrictions might be the wrong word, but with spirits who have committed suicide, does, is, it, is it any different for them? No, this is a common thing. And do you know what really winds me up? The fake psychics who get their psychic ability from the back of a cereal box, they, they just make mm. up bollocks about this. And it is so irritating. Yeah. 
you know, the, um, no, the, the method of dying does not affect your spirit whatsoever. You know, it's just how your body stops working, whether that's illness, sudden, suicide, anything along those lines. It does not affect your spirit because your spirit, there's three components of you, your mind, body and soul. It's a very common cliche that we hear all the time, um, you know, and how your body stops working has no effect on your spirit whatsoever. Um, so there, there's no difference between a suicide or a heart attack or, or, or any kind of death, you know, um, you do very, very often um, get suicide victims regretting their choice all the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, it, it, if anyone's contemplating that, I would strongly, as someone who speaks to suicide victims all the time, it is, is not recommended because it is a very permanent solution to a very temporary problem, you know, so they often, and yeah. a lot of people, a lot of suicide victims that I speak to in spirit will always say the same thing. I just didn't realize the effect it'd have on my family. And if I could change that, I would mm. do it because while she might be feeling not cared about or no one gives a fuck or whatever the case might be, that's just your situation or your emotions playing tricks on your mind. When you actually get to see it, that's a whole different story. So with, with, with that in mind, that there's no heaven and hell, so there's just spirits, but are there some that are more at peace, some that are more restless? Like, is it a complete difference? Yeah, so if you watch my TikTok lives, you are bang on about the planes because that is the afterlife, and it's my way of um, describing the afterlife. So we're in the middle. Imagine the world like an onion with 15 layers um, of just energy, mm. and it's not in any different physical location. It's around us at the moment. Um, you know, and there's 15 different planes of energy that we move through, we move up and down depending on our life's actions. Um, the, the heaven and hell is a, is a man-made construct that doesn't exist. Um, the planes is how our energy moves through our world. Um, and you, if, you, you know, if you're a good person you're, or you accumulate enough positive energy by doing right by people, you'll end your life at the end of your time frame and you'll move up a plane because the, the positive energy attracts you up the planes. If you're a bit of a cunt, your your negative energy and you'll move down yeah. the plane because your negative energy attracts you down and you just steadily get worse and worse and worse until you reach um you know a level where there would be something that we would call demons or poltergeists or you know, oh. along those lines so, yeah uh, that's how it works but there's more um narcissistic dickhead spirits um you know rather than restless so do the planes keep the good people and the bad people a bit separate you can travel between the two, uh, between the up and down. So all 15 planes, you can travel between them. Um, it's more of sort of life lessons. So the idea goal is when you pass, you have to go through seven tests, so to speak. It's not actual tests, but it's just basically you're being assessed on how you are as a person on seven different planes because you get to the top and you'll become something like a spirit guide, an angel, um, an archangel, you know, a guardian angel, whatever, that kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, say Hitler... You know, if he got to the top place, um, no one wants Hitler, who killed 7 billion Jews or whatever it was, 7 million Jews, um, yeah. to be their spirit guide. <laughs> no one wants no. something through life. So, you know, you, you go up the planes each time becoming more and more person, better of a person with better circumstances, more things. And the one thing as well, guys, that I, my best advice to you that I think we very much lost as a, as a race of people is your everyone else around you, whether they're a dickhead, whether they're whatever the case might be, um, their, their welfare is your responsibility. Because when you're on the top plane, um, you literally give up every, um, you know, responsibility of your own happiness, love, welfare, anything like It's not no longer your responsibility. You don't have to work. It's everyone yeah. else's. And that, it takes a very, very pure, positive person to go, okay, 
I'm going to look after this person, to another person to the best I can. And don't get me wrong, there's people in this world that don't deserve that. However, you've got to do it because them being a cunt shouldn't make you a cunt. Oh, yeah, 100%. I love the whole concept of the planes. I just think, like, mum loved a bad boy, and I can imagine her, like, sifting through the planes and trying to find Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> just, like, hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Carol, back where you belong. <laughs> I, I, know it's, I know it's such a shallow, shallow question, but what happens with celebrities in the afterlife, like, well, when they're spirits? Like, are they, are they still hounded? <clears throat> are they at peace? Um, I think it's a bit, they're, they're definitely at peace. Um, it depends on the person. I mean, if you know someone in this life and you pass and you're on a different plane, you're going to carry on knowing them. Um, you, their, yeah. their celebrity status kind of fades a little bit because they're no longer, you know, on TV all the time and stuff like that. They're just enjoying their soul retirement, you know, so it just becomes a very normal thing. But they are recognised for being a spirit in their life, that's for sure. Okay. Does so I feel sorry for, like, you know, Michael Jackson, Elvis, if the first thing everyone does when they die, they're like, right, I'm off to find Elvis. <laughs> you know, like, the poor bloke, leave him alone. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, they're not instantly accessible as well. I know a lot of people seem to think that, you know, you die and all of a sudden you just click your fingers and Michael Jackson will be there. No, no, there's a whole world yeah. out there in the afterlife. It's, it's yeah. the of the world that we live in now. So if your paths do cross, it's the same the level of um, probability is what they're doing this life. You know, it's just a coincidence should it do. They could oh. just go and find Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. knowing where he was. Oh, okay. So it's just like me walking down the street now and just trying to find, like, Shaquille O'Neal or someone like that. Like, it's just not going to happen. Not, not unless it's a strange coincidence, but, yeah, exactly like that, yeah. No. So obviously this is so positive. You've you've helped a lot of people. You you speak to lovely Rose and all sorts, but I am also assuming that you've had some not so nice people. Yeah, definitely. In the spirit, you mean, or in life? <laughs> definitely in spirit for now. We'll, we'll chat. We'll chat about that whenever another wine. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a bit of both. Um, yeah, there, there is. There is part of your job as. The hardest part of being psychic is that you have to be there for everyone. And there, there mm. is negative spirits that want to hurt you, kill you, end your life, use your body, use your energy, sink you into the ground, does not give a shit about your welfare or whether you live or breathe. Um, you know, and you, your sole job as a psychic is to go, how can I help them? You know, so there definitely is a few. Wow. There's a few that you have to swallow your pride a little bit on. Um, quite a few. There's a whole lower plane full of them. But um, there's been a few encounters. I mean, I've had knives thrown at my chest. I mean, if you see me on a ghost hunt or you come to one of my ghost hunts, you'll see my, my whole team in full tactile gear, stab-proof vests, yeah. utility belts, radios, you know, handcuffs and stuff like that. Because we, we're not the knobheads who run around with the GoPro they got for Christmas in a haunted location down the road pretending to ghost hunt. Yeah. You know, we're not there. We are professional ghost hunters. We're not doing it for YouTube or Facebook or whatever. We're doing it because we provide a service and we're, we're, we're all mm -hmm. qualified, qualified experts in our field. Um, and the reason why we wear stab proof vests is because when even if, if definitely we've adapt, I've adapted my uniform over the years to circumstances I've faced. And one of my yeah. earliest memories, which is brought on the staff proof vest, is after a particularly um, difficult investigation um, on the 11th hour, just as we thought everything had settled down, I closed it down. Um, there was about 15 of us in my kitchen in Catamar Close, where I met Rose, um, and was all sat around like kind of a U-shaped kitchen, a bit like, what the fuck has just happened? And everyone turned to see the knife block lift up, not slide, lift up, levitate in the air, 
Oh my God. Everyone's face kind of fell. I'm sat there. I couldn't see the spirit, which is never a position you want to be in as a psychic. You want to know what you're facing. It's like running oh, into, no. into a fight with a blindfold on. And then all of a sudden, the, the knife block just shoots from one side of the kitchen to the other side and hits me directly in the chest. And I, I was oh. like, I think everyone was a bit stunned. Um, but I remember yeah. afterwards going, imagine if those lines had fallen out of that block. Imagine, because yeah. the force it hit me with wasn't a tickle, it was a boom, straight in the chest. And if, if those knives had fallen out of those blocks and hit me at that speed, it would have gone in. So um, we must have proper stab-proof vests now. Is that because spirits, that they, they all have different levels of energy, so so some can move more objects and obviously hurt you? Yeah, so um, they're kind of like energy vampires, negative spirits, and they need our energy mm. to stay on our plane. So... Um, a lot of things um, in life, a lot of people don't realise that their life's fucking up because they've got a negative entity living under the stairs, for example, or, you know, in the cellar or whatever. And they will induce negative situations like rows between you and your partner, um, you know, losing your job, all the rest of it, the things that go wrong in our life. They'll induce that so you feel shit, so you admit negative energy. They can then drink that in and absorb that energy. It becomes part of them and they're stronger. Um, so, yeah, definitely. There's, there's stronger spirits and there's weaker spirits, that's for sure. If um, there's an evil person that has, obviously, that there's, they're in the spirit world now, like John Wayne Gacy, who were like serial killers when they were alive, now that they're a spirit, do they still try and... Obviously, I know they can't exactly act out on that anymore, but do they still try and cause... A lot of mischief and upset as spirits. Um, yeah, and they, they certainly can try and kill you from spirit as well. They certainly will try and uh, do that. I mean, I haven't come across that particular spirit, particular spirit, sorry, but um, yeah, serial killers will still try and uh, attempt on someone's life, but um, it's a lot, 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 lot more harder for them to do it. Obviously, they can't just walk up to someone, yeah. um, but they will and they still get that thrill. But the idea of putting them down a plane is they're surrounded by people who treat them worse and it kind of it's supposed to motivate you to be a better person so you are removed from that situation so uh, and you move start moving back up the planes again but yeah. if you move down the plane before you can move up you'll always reincarnate and that's when those person that person will cease to exist wow so do you is reincarnation a thing? Yeah, reincarnation is definitely a thing, and it's not as uh, people seem to glamorise it. But past lives are definitely a thing. Mm. Reincarnation is definitely a thing, and it's not a good thing. It's basically, you know, say we're in the middle, the seven of the of a staircase. There's seven steps down, seven steps up, and to get um, the idea being is that you're in the middle and you move up to seven planes, the seven steps to get to the top. No one's ever that good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever come across a spirit that's moved purely up the seven planes. Um, there's times when you fuck up and you've got to move back down one. If you go down the plane, all right, you're da- the life below us, you'll live a life there. And if you redeem yourself and become a positive person, your energy is more positive, you'll then come back to this life and then start begin to move up the planes as you die. Um, uh, if you come back to our plane, so if you cross our middle step, basically, whether on the way down or whether on the way up, you'll be reincarnated. And it's basically um, the the spirit's way of going or the energy's way of going. That energy will benefit no one. That's a very top, that, that, mm-hmm. energy's got, that spirit's got capability of doing harm to people or uh, selfish or self-absorbed or whatever. So they'll just jumble you up a little bit into someone else and sort of give you a fresh start, kind of like a do-over and someone completely different. And that person who is reincarnated um, will never exist as a spirit again. Okay. 
It's as a non-psychic, this feels like so much information. Like you're trying to make sense of it, but I suppose for you, because you can see it and sense it and everything else, like you just it, you know, it just works for you. It's like probably so easy to understand for you. Yeah, Jodie, my partner, she brings this to my attention all the time because I'm I'm very short-tempered. Um, I'm brutally honest. I I will call someone mm-hmm. if they're a cunt. I don't tolerate dickheads. Um, I've got no yeah. time, energy, or effort to bullshit people or blow smoke up your ass. I'll tell you exactly how it is, straight down the line, and go from there. But Jody said it's um, it's it is your way of life, Jesse. It's not ours. So you know, try and deliver your yeah. answers a little bit more tactile. And I'm like, okay, all right. But I mean, there is. I think a lot of the questions I get is probably common sense. But um, you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. But it is second nature to me. It's, it's my reality. I go through this. This is how I live my life. Um, you know, and it's not other people's who don't, until they're in the planes, it's not theirs. So I do have to try and be a little bit patient with it. But yes, it is my second nature. What's the most irritating question you get asked repeatedly then that you just want to rip your hair out? Um, oh, so many, Chloe. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew there would yeah, be. There's so many. <laughs> um, when I'm on the lives, I think we've got into this pattern of thinking that there's, there's, um, live uh you know i can ju- I'm, I'm some kind of god that just knows every answer in the universe just by reading a comment yeah and there's no psychic alive can do that there's, there's, that's just not how it works trust me i've tried um but it's the case of you know i'll get asked all the time is my ex coming back to me and i'm like i don't even know you let alone your ex how the fuck am i yeah. to know this the answer <laughs> to the question or the one i think this is because of my morals i think more so than anything else but i get a hell of a lot a hell of a lot, way more than there should be, of clients that book a reading with me to ask whether their partner's going to find out whether they're having an affair or not. And I have to sit there. Oh, no. And I think you're, you're scum, like you're scummy, scummy people. But it is what it is. And it's their life. I'm not there to judge them. But I do sit there and think, imagine having the, the, the resources of a spiritual ability to find out whether you're going to be caught out as a, as a cheat or not. And that's what. I was going to say. Go on. I was going to say, you've, you've got this incredible ability. You know, you want to be doing something like a bit more helpful, so, you know, really connect with people. You don't want to be sitting there worrying about that. Yeah, exactly that. Do you know what I mean? And there's more things to, to worry about in that life. But, you know, you have to sit there and go, well, this person's definitely going to go down a plane and they have no idea. But there, there is so many, you know, it's, it's heaven and hell, you know, uh, real. And you're like, is there a magic man in the sky who gives gay people you know, puts them in a burning fire yeah. and suck dick. Um, no, there isn't, you know. <laughs> I don't think that, <laughs> yeah. that exists. Is there a man in the, who sits in the cloud that gives kids cancer? No, I don't think there is, you know. Um, it's just, it's just nothing common sense. But people are entitled to believe what they believe. But the one big difference, and this is another thing on how you can spot a fake psychic here, if they ever mm. use the word, I believe this happens. Well, uh, if you are psychic, it's not a belief to you. It's a reality. You should be experiencing the afterlife. You should be. You should know what happens, not believe what happens. Um, so yeah. So it, it, that's that's uh, just a little red flag from fake psychics. Do you know if you're walking down the street and then suddenly can you connect to another psychic? Like, do you know when someone else is psychic in the world? This is my favourite thing to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We can feel them in the same town. That's the thing. A psychic will have oh, wow. such good energy, such strong energy that you'd be. I'll be sat there in Tesco with something along those lines, and I'm like, oh, I could feel a little tingle on my energy. You know, there's there's someone around, and it is like a little tingle. It's like an excited pins and needles that you get in your chest, and mm. you, can, you can do this sort of you know, it's happened a few times in my life, you can look at them and you'll know, and they'll give you the little look of like, 
you talk to dead people. Yeah, I do too. You know, and it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. No way. And we can kind of converse with each other as well via energy by giving each other like kind of feelings and sensations and, you know, and, and guiding their energy to someone that we want to talk about or something along those lines. So. With the real popular people that have made it to TV, can you sense if they're legit or full of shit? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly that. There's so many that, that, you know, TV is not about, there's no production company alive that gives a fuck whether you're a real psychic or not. They give a fuck about whether yeah. someone's going to watch the show. And if someone's got a great yeah. bullshit backstory or if someone's got a great, um, you know, likability about them or they come across well on camera, people are going to want to watch that. They don't give a fuck if you're making it up or not. They just give a fuck whether you're going to get caught out or not. Um, I did actually film my own TV show as well and I was very, 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 very fortunate because I had a couple of producers that were incredibly understanding and i said listen i don't give a shit how much you pay for that location um you know for me to go and investigate if i don't get something where i stand until we do i'm never going to sit there like your bet fielding and throw a stone on the floor and pretend there's a spirit there on camera you know <laughs> that's not going to be me and I, i'm starting my tv career as well and i'm never ever going to become the next Derek Okora, you know who just Oh, no, I was just about to say, please pretend you've been possessed like Derek Cora. That was TV gold. Oh, Mary loves Dick will always stay with me for the rest of my life. It was <laughs> yeah. just gorgeous. It was a gorgeous moment. But I think it, it become, you know, obvious that Derek was, was bullshitting. Um, I, from from yeah. what I've heard, he lied so much that someone tried to break onto a TV set and stab him. Um, you know. No, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I can't <gasps> tell you how I know that. But, yeah, someone tried to break onto a TV set and stab him because they were just so sick of his bollocks and they think they lie, he lied to him. But, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I won't speak, speak ill of the dead, but um, it was obvious it wasn't psychic. Yeah. So how many places around the UK have you visited now for, obviously, places with a lot of spirit energy? Oh, Chloe, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, thousands, probably. Absolutely thousands. Really? Um, I, I mean, part of my service is that um, I get called out to private residents um, to investigate if they've got a, a really like a lot of people don't hear about this unless it's by TikTok. But you know, aggressive spirits in people's houses are a thing and they exist. Yeah. And because they're not on the news or on TV or whatever the case might be, they might be on Facebook to their local friends. But that's a lot of my call out. So I I spend most of my life on trains and planes or in the car, um, getting all around the UK. Um, you know, to various different locations, haunted locations. I've done everything from. You know, St. Bridal's Castle in Lydney to uh, Harrods Read Up Fort in Essex. And we're going to Shepton Mallet this weekend, which I'm really excited about, where Reggie and Molly Crane were. Yeah. But um, you should come, Chloe. But it's, it's just incredible. I've been everywhere, I think. been everywhere. I'd love to. I'd, I'll tell you which one I'd love to go to. Is that, you know, the Enfield Haunting mm -hmm. one? Oh, I mean, do you get good? Do you get like a, a feeling of that? It was that legit? Because there was hoax rumours, wasn't there? Well, to be honest with you, Chloe, I haven't actually looked that far into it. All right, but um, I've okay. obviously heard of the story in a TV show and stuff like that, but I haven't looked into it. I believe there was a period where, because the house didn't exist, if I'm, if I'm correct, and they, they don't let it out, or they didn't let it out for ghost hunts. Um, I believe that has changed yeah. now, but um, I'm so booked up, it definitely would be on my bucket list to investigate. Mm. What do you think of Ed and Lorraine Warren, just speaking of The Conjuring? Because um, I know we kind of hinted at that. To, again, um, I'm aware of them. I haven't looked into them. There's some things that have been brought to my attention that scream bollocks, um, you know, but um, okay. it, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I'm not that, that sort of tech. I don't really spend my life sort of investigating other psychics. That's the thing. Um, it's just, if mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll come across a story from time to time. If it interests me, I'll look into it. Um, I haven't actually seen The Conjuring and I haven't actually looked into Ed and Lorraine, but there is a few people go, oh, they've done this, that and the other. 
I remember thinking, guys, that's not how it works. So, um, you know, it may, maybe yeah. a bit of TV thing for them, but I don't know. You should watch the second Conjuring where it's at Enfield and then you'll be hooked and then you'll be calling me up and you'll be like, let's go, Chloe. Do you know what, Chloe? Don't laugh at me, my love, but I swear to Christ, I can deal with a demon from nose to nose, but when it's on TV, they scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> no, does it actually? Yeah, when I'm walking around a, you know, an abandoned castle, I could be in the basement by myself in pitch black, but no one's following me around with a violin making sudden noises, you know what I mean? Scaring the crap yeah. out of me. But I'm, I can't bear being made to jump. Cannot bear. And um, basically, you know, it's um, you know when it's just when you're watching a horror film, it's more the, the being startled that scares me than the actual thing. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't like horror films. <laughs> well, now you give me some ideas. Yeah. I now want to make you jump. Oh, bless you. Um, have you got any bucket list places like abroad? Anything abroad that really like really attracts you to? Um, not as I mean, I'm still trying to work my way through here. There is, um, I mean, out, I've been to Auschwitz, which was an incredibly humbling. Oh wow! That will forever um, just remain. It, it affected me in ways I weren't expecting it to affect me. You know, it was just, um, it was just incredibly. I can I yeah. cope with that, you know what I mean? I can cope with a spirit being a cunt, you know, I can deal with that. I can, mm. I can cope with a really lovely spirit, but the tragedy of Auschwitz, I, I couldn't bear. And it was just it was just the spirits that were there, they didn't need anything from me. And that will always stay with me. They were just a little bit lost. And I can't explain, like, there was just empty. Yeah. And that, that, and the feeling there, oh, it's just there, I can't bear it. But I think that would be, if I was, if I hadn't visited there, that would be my bucket list. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to head over to America soon as well, because um, I've got a friend who's a PR paranormal investigator over in America, and she's everywhere. You know, and they've got so many more locations than UK. Yeah. You know, there's so many more abandoned buildings and, you know, locations and stuff like that. And I really want to start heading over there um, to do some stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be when I get around to it type of thing. I'm so, so bloody busy. Mm. How incredible to do something like Salem, you know, where all the witches were and... Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Get a sense for that. Exactly. That. I mean, I've done the UK version of Salem, but, um, you know, we've got Missley Woods and Manningtree because we've got um, Matthew Hopkins, the Witchfinder General, the only spirit to ever put me on my ass, And um, mm. he, he basically started the witch hunts in the UK um, in the 1600s um, and whatnot. And he was just an evil, evil man. He was just so sadistic. And there's a, a tree, Google this, it's absolutely incredible, that pagans and Wiccans still use to this day. Um, <clears throat> and they will, um, you know, it's, it's a very spiritual tree called Old Knobbly in Missley Woods. And basically, yeah. Matthew Hopkins owned the Thorn Inn in Manor Tree. And what he would do, he would charge local parishes £3,000, the equivalent of £3,000 in his day. And he would go and round up women and accuse them of witchcraft. And then he would interrogate them by means of, like, cutting off limbs and burning them and, you know, the, the standard, you know, um, uh, sinking them and stuff like that. And he was just an incredibly evil twisted man and I remember when I first found out about Old Nobley I was like oh my god I'm gonna go I was probably about 17 18 19 and I've got a group of friends yeah walked into Old Nobley and nailed me thinking I'm a cocky little psychic and I can take on any spirit in the world and I walked in I was like come on then Matthew and oh sorry about that uh, the energy that right. me on my chest was uh, was just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and it literally put me on my ass I fell backwards um and it was yeah it was just it was just horrific so do evil people like that they can they can show you images they can like show you their crimes and things like that can you actually see it 
Oh yeah, so it's called residual energy. So um, they will um, kind of take over your mind, if that makes sense, and their memories become your memories. So um, yeah. kind of remembering stuff that they've done that you haven't, you know, many many years ago. So you must have seen some awful things. I've I've seen stuff that make your toenails curl. Oh, I dread to think. I won't ask. No, <laughs> what I, I will ask, <laughs> what I will ask though, is what what's what can we expect from you? Like, what's going to be happening in the future now? There's, there's a few things. I know you're busy. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, um, I think TPE, uh, my company, the, the one-to-one regions are the biggest, the biggest, the biggest that they're ever going to get. I'm very happy with my one-to-one. I'm booked out a few months in advance. You know, um, I'm a very trusted psychic within the community, and people come to me for actual readings. Um, I want to do more um, sort of uh, hunts as well. I mean, hunts, the ghost hunts are something mm. that I absolutely love, but getting around to them is just so hard work. So there's going to be a lot more hunts coming this way um i'm sure that there's going to be a few tv shows coming as well um that i can't talk about but um yeah there's there's a you'll see my face on tv as well which is absolutely incredible but yeah lots of big things coming my way well fingers crossed for that are you are you allowed to or would you ever do a live stream of uh one of the haunt like hunts yeah so i usually do in all fairness the thing is with haunted locations is that they're never in like 5g network oh yeah this is true yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's just just an absolute nightmare (laughs) Um, how it works is i'll always book a venue you know like shepton mallet prison um and uh you know go up to the put a ticket event on and just before the ticket event i'll do a live stream of ghost hunt in there so you so my audience can know what to expect in a book to come along so there definitely will be some live hunts absolutely yeah do you know, one last question just come to my head Go on. if you were on a cruise um you know in the middle of the atlantic or the indian ocean could you could you still have energy like spirits come to you there in the middle of the ocean i mean i could have it on the moon as long as that yeah absolutely yeah. really yeah the, the uh, distance doesn't really come into spiritual connection but um yeah definitely so i mean i don't think there'd be many spirits in the middle of the oh, actually pirates and people have gone down so yeah possibly yeah yeah I mean, maybe we'll look a cruise car won't we and find out i know like, i've just opened up a whole new idea i think exactly that yeah, exactly. pirates spirit hunting <laughs> i've got a boat let's head out to sea let's go have you actually got a boat i've got a boat yeah absolutely and i live just near the english channel so we'll have to head out to do a board in the middle of the english channel it's not a peddler is it because i can't be doing all that okay good it's got an engine <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah good well thank you so much for chatting to me today awesome it's been a pleasure chloe i feel like we should catch up or I was going to say, we should catch up again soon or we should do the Enfield haunting and then we'll talk about it to everybody. That's what I think I'm going to look at. We'll we'll pick a date. We'll get it sorted. Hunt. 100%. (laughs) Exactly that. Thank you so much. That's all right, my lovely. You take care. Speak to you soon. Bye now. Bye. Bye.